Happy Mother's Day. This is your day, a special day for sure. But I wanted you to know that uh, for me and for pastors around uh, the country and around the world probably, this is no doubt, no question, the hardest sermon to give of any sermon there is because uh, Mother's Day has uh, it's been elevated and yet at the same time provokes so many memories for so many women if you've had uh, uh, hardships or, or mothers who, or women who don't have babies, and then those who have babies and have lost them for miscarriages, there, there are mothers who've gone on and mothers who've gone away. There's so many issues involved with this day. So I know that by the grace of God, we're going to get through it. Today we're here uh, primarily to worship the Lord. Primarily, but secondarily, we're here to honor you as women uh, who are mothers, and it's it, it's with that theme that we're going to follow. But there's a couple things I want you to understand about mothering as we get into this. Not only are we commanded in the Bible to honor our mothers, uh, but it's also to be learning and receiving from our mothers. And some of you have, uh, don't have your mothers around anymore, so that's going to create a a real nostalgic, uh, heartfelt, I wish mom were here. Because moms have a special, uh, just a special knowledge that men do not have. And it's the idea that you know your children from the womb and they have that special connection. And there's something about mothers that only you have. And I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, Mothers have the special role in the scriptures to be honored as an equal or as a parallel reflection of the Holy Spirit. The word woman means the one who's called alongside, the helper, and that helper is the same word for the Holy Spirit. That there's something about how women come alongside that make, if this were just a man's world, a man's man's world, it, would be terrible. We need women to really balance off and help that reflection of God come through. So, so as we start the day, we want to focus on you as mothers. There's no one like mothers. No one else can take your place. You are a very special creation. But here's what I want to do. I want to go back in the scriptures to look a little bit about Mother's Day, and then we're going to jump into looking at what the Bible says and looking at Jesus. And looking at some stories, and so I hope you enjoy this. But again, thank you. We're here to honor the Lord and see how God is at work in our in our world. Um, let me start uh, again by saying, first of all, that there are, there are two ways to serve the Lord. If you're if you are a woman, uh, you have the 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 depending upon the will of God and the story that He's writing in your life. If you're a single woman. Uh, there's a special role for you. Even though you may not be in the category of mothers, there is a place for you to mother, as it were. And then there are those that have been chosen to carry the child. And so in the New Testament, you have two stories of the, word, uh, of the woman Dorcas, if you remember her in Acts 9. Uh, when, when she and uh, Lydia both were women who worked with cloth, and Lydia was a seller of purple. But Dorcas was not a mother. Uh, 
in Acts 9.36, we have her story that when she passed, uh, we don't know if she was a mother or not, but it doesn't have in the text that there were any children around her and there was no husband sorrowing after her. But uh, we don't know uh, if there was if she died young, we, don't, we simply don't know her, except the fact that she was probably single. Or if she may have been a widow, we, we just don't have that information. But you hear the same thing with um, Lydia and, and maybe Yodia and Syntyche. We don't have enough of that information. But we know that these women did have an influence. And that's what women do. If you look at the scripture to honor God... Uh, on Mother's Day, we learned that God has put in you a certain ability to reflect that quality of the Lord himself that men can't do. And therefore, your, your understanding of loving kindness, your understanding about the importance of, of being at the feet of Christ, to learn as a disciple, um, to learn as a single woman or as a married woman or as a mother of children, uh, you are mothers, and in particular, you have that special way of giving yourselves to care for other people. In Great Britain, uh, it said that they celebrate Mothering Sunday. It's a Mothering Sunday to honor all those who have mothered us, whether it's our own moms or grandparents or aunts and uncles or teachers or, or even our fathers. But the fact that you come alongside and you care, uh, you are blessed, and you are a blessing. But did you know that it came from West Virginia, Mother's Day? You knew that, probably. You've been around here in a Methodist church in Grafton. I don't know what they do over there in terms of how they uh, celebrate that, but maybe John Denver was thinking about that when he was saying, Country Roads, take me home back to Mountain Mama, in Grafton, West Virginia. I don't know if that's true or not. But in 1876, the nation still mourned uh, the, the Civil War dead. And while teaching at the Memorial Day lesson, Mrs. Anna Reeves Jarvis thought of mothers who had lost their sons on the battlefield. She prayed that one day there could be a Memorial Day for mothers. The prayer made a deep impression on her, one of her children one of her 11 children. Young Anna had seen her mother's effort to hold that war-torn community. And so and the church was there as she was, she was a Christian and they were thinking about how to have this influence on the, on the community. But as she grew into adult, adulthood, the younger woman kept her mom's dream in her heart. And eventually one day, on her mother's death, she says she was determined to establish that dream of her mother in her honor. So in 1907, uh, May 12th, the local observance was held, which again went north to Philadelphia, and then it continued on to celebrate in 45 states. By 1910, Puerto Rico, Hawaii, Canada, Mexico, and she thought, man, this is a movement. Where is it going to stop? Well, did you know that in 1914 then, President Wilson made it official that this Sunday in May is known as Mother's Day for displaying the American flag and for the expression of love and reverence for moms. But that's what happened here. It didn't start here, actually. 
the idea of celebrating mothers even goes back to Greece. And so the, uh, our former piano player, Rhea, is the name of the goddess, of uh, the mother of the gods. And so back in the Greeks, you'll hear about this as you get into Paul's thinking. We'll get into that later. But in the 1660s, the early Christians in England, again, they expanded that to include all mothers. Uh, they wanted to honor the mother, honor Mary. But uh, it spread around the world. And that's what I wanted you to hear. So here's how you say Happy Mother's Day internationally. So you say in Japanese, Shiawase Hana no Hi. And the word for mom, the kids aren't here to hear this, is the word haha. I love that. And so uh, in Spanish, Feliz Dia de la Madre. I can't speak the Finnish, so I'm, but I put that in there for you guys, if you guys can say that. Um, okay. Or the Irish. I couldn't say how you say that. And I, these are too many consonants in there. So, but the idea that it's not just West Virginia or not in Britain, but it goes way back to the story of Eve in the garden, as you know, that Eve was the first woman, and women knew how to nurture and care as a woman, a first wife and the first mother. She was called mother of all the living before she had a name before she was named Eve. But whatever the, the, wherever the timeline is, these mothers play a role in all the seasons throughout all history. And they're pivotal in our development as children. Uh, you have such a powerful influence for there's no one else who has sacrificed personally, personally like your mother from birth onward. And they're there for you every step of the way. To this very day, our mothers continue to influence, even though they may have gone on, the impact is still felt, and you know that. Mama said, you've heard there'd be days like this. There are certain sayings that your mom has taught you. Uh, Willie Nelson said, don't let your mamas, don't let your boys grow up to be cowboys. There's something about the woman. When God created a woman, he was doing a special work of art. The story is told when God was creating the woman, an angel came around the Lord and said, and, uh, and was listening to God, and God said, have you read the specs on this order? She's got to be completely washable at all times, but not plastic. She has to have 180 moving parts, all replaceable, run on black coffee and leftovers, have a lap that disappears when she stands up, a kiss that can cure anything from a broken leg to disappoint a love affair. She needs six pairs of hands. The angel shook his head slowly and said, six pairs of hands, no way. Well, it's not the hands that are causing me problems, God said. It's the three pairs of eyes that she needs. Uh, is that standard on that model, said the angel? Well, God says, well, one pair sees through the doors, through closed doors, where she asks, what are you kids doing in there? Well, she already knows what they're doing in there. Another in the back of her head that sees what she shouldn't, but she knows she has to see. And of course, the ones up in front that can look at the child when he goofs up and says, I understand, without saying anything else. <laughs> God said the angel, God said the angel uh, touching his sleeve, uh, you need to get some rest. 
uh, I can't. I can't rest. I'm so close to creating something so close to myself. Already I have one of those who heals herself when she's sick. She can feed a family of six on a pound of hamburger and she can get a nine-year-old to stand under a shower. The angel circled the model of a mother very slowly. It's, it's too soft. Yeah, but tough, God said excitedly. You can imagine what this mother can do or endure. Can, can it think? Not only can it think, but it can reason and, and can compromise. And Finally, the angel bent over and ran his finger across the cheek. Oh, there's a leak here. Oh, it's not a leak. I told you, you're putting too much in this. It's not a leak, it's a tear. Well, what's it for? It's for joy. It's for sadness. It's for disappointment. It's for pain and loneliness and for pride. Women are special. You guys are really something. Uh, you gals are really something else. Caught myself. Uh, you ever think about uh, Susanna Wesley? She had 19 kids. Can't imagine that. And without these mod modern technology and appliances, how she did it. But she was, uh, and she lost 10 of them. But to understand when she went through that loss, how she suffered, and she knew very well what it meant that the Lord gives and takes away. But she taught her kids to walk by faith, and they became the founders of the Methodist Church. You heard Thomas Edison, may have heard him quote, say, I did not have... If my mother long, but she did cast over me an influence which has lasted all my life. The good effects of her early training I can never lose. If it had not been for her appreciation and her faith in me at a critical time in my experience, I should have never liked to, likely to have become an inventor. He was always careless, he says. A mother of a different caliber, he would have come out differently for sure. But her firmness, her sweetness, her goodness were potent powers to keep me in the right path. The memory of her will always be a blessing to me. As it says in Proverbs, her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband even says uh, she is to be praised. I think about those things. A lot of times I think about my mom. When I was uh, growing up, I remember this story. Going down in the basement, we had an old basement, a smaller house with uh, six kids in it then, and she had this old ringer washer. I don't know if you guys remember those things, but I was curious about that clothes going through those ringers, and so I put my hand in through, and my hand got caught all the way up to my shoulder, and I started to scream, scream, and Mom came running down the stairs, and she flipped that switch and opened the arm. As a little kid, you think, boy, what? That machine would have eaten me alive. And, uh, but my mom rescued me. I, I remember one time uh, wanting to really to do something special for mom because I knew that she did a lot of work. I remember cleaning, uh, her cleaning around the house and her singing the song. Do you remember the songs that your mom sang? She would always sing this song as, with spick and span, mopping and cleaning. We'll sing in the sunshine. We'll laugh every day. That's my mom's favorite song. I remember thinking that. So she went to the store one day. I thought, 
I'm going to do something special for mom. I probably was like eight years old. So I decided, well, she likes a clean kitchen, so I was going to wax the floor. So I did. I got out the wax, and I put her on there, and I got on my hands and knees. I'd seen her do that before, so I waxed it all. And she'd be gone for a while. When she came in, she said, boy, that, what, what happened to the floor? It was all shiny. And she says, she didn't know who did it. So I was in the living room, and she came in, and as she walked across the floor, she said to me, uh, Jerry, did you, uh, did you wax the floor? I said, yeah, I think. I was expecting there to be, you know. She says, did you wash it before you put that down? I said, wash it. Yeah, did you mop it and sweep it and get all the dust? Oh, you're supposed to do that? And I had waxed in all the dust and the dirt and the floor. <laughs> and so it created more work for her, so you had to strip it all off. And I had no idea about that. But she didn't say anything. But she reminded me of it later. The idea that we are to honor, often she would remind me of that story, but we are to honor our mothers because it's the only command that says if you listen to your mom and you listen to your dad all the way through the scriptures, it will go well. It will go well. Matthew Henry said it so beautifully. The woman was made out of the rib of the side of Adam, not to be made out of his head to rule over him, nor out of his feet to be trampled on by him, but out of his side to be equal to him, under his arm and under his beloved. As I was reading this passage, I, it just stood out to me this time. I hadn't seen this before. You know, this passage we read, Joetta read in, in Genesis, that God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Notice it says, he said to them, male and female, they were to be fruitful and both were to rule, reign over, have authority, have some influence. And this is not, this could be a pot of coffee to get into about women leadership. But the idea is that men and women are to both have a reflection in the universe as in their home as God had in the universe. And there's a way that women do that. It's different than the way that men do that. But they were called to uh, reflect that image of God. The Bible tells us that Eve was with Adam, created in the image, commanded to rule, commissioned to be fruitful, and connected as a partner equally. They both have that command. Her job description then was to reflect and give birth to that knowledge of God as she relates to people. This woman, this one who's called alongside in Ephesians 5 is given a special role. So here's the question. In Ephesians 5, the man is commanded three times, love your wife, love your wife as Christ loved the, love your wife and sacrifice for the church. That's three times it has to be, the man has to be told. Uh, why is that? Why do men have to be told to love? That's, now, don't throw a shoe at me, man. But, but there's something. Uh, we do not know naturally what women know naturally. How many times has it said to the wife, love your husbands? Do you know? Zero. It never tells the woman to love the man because she already knows what that means. And therefore, 
Her role is to teach the man about love. That's one of her God-given purposes. Your calling women is to not only influence your kids, is to influence your husband to become a better reflection of the love of God. That's your God-given role. Now, I better go on because I may get in trouble. Um, Proverbs 31. Did you catch this when Joetta read that? The sayings of King Lemuel, an inspired utterance of the mother uh, that his mother taught him. Lemuel. Nobody knows exactly for sure who this is, but this might be Solomon. Or it could be Hezekiah. They could say those mother people. But if it is Lemuel, uh, she said to him, Listen, my son, listen, my son of my womb, the answer to my prayer, do not spend your strength on women. If you get into this book of Proverbs that Solomon's writing, but in particular this chapter on uh, 31, there are two sections to this. And I just took out a couple pieces. One is about the wise king who's listening to his mother's voice as he's thinking about making decisions. Be careful with the women that you, that you get involved with, which was a problem for Solomon. But if he would have listened to his mother, he wouldn't have had that difficulty with the women that Solomon had. But he go, she goes on to teach that the woman is to be this excellent reflection of God, this woman, this wife. Uh, if it is true that Samuel then was to hear from the mother... Uh, it could be that that she was referring back to David's great-grandmother, Ruth. And so now you have the great-grandmother Ruth coming through the ages through Solomon's wife Bathsheba, who probably knew about Ruth from David. It's, it's really all tucked in there. You have to dig that out. But the idea that women know how to teach men and have been doing that behind every man, successful man as a woman who's had that influence. But there is one man who didn't need a woman's touch or influence, and that was Jesus himself. He didn't need to have anyone teach about love because he was love. And as the Messiah, he would say to us, a new commandment I give to you, not to love as your mother, but to love as I have loved you. Because mothers are saints and sinners, and so there's part of that we'll get to in a minute. But Jesus knew what love was. And therefore, he said, if you love me, care for my sheep. Get involved and show that demonstration of kindness. He saw that in Mary. Jesus knew Mary. Because when Jesus was a, from the from the uh, manger to that wooden cross, she was with him in all seasons of his life. Going that Via Dolorosa, she would watch him and stay with him. She would suffer as he suffered. But as she stood before the cross, she didn't back away. And she took it all in, just as she took it all in when she, she knew that baby was there and she would treasure those prophecies of Christ. She suffered but she didn't back away. And to the whole point of the crucifixion, Mary watched her son die. This woman would not give up. Of course she wouldn't give up. 
because women don't give up usually. And, and Jesus loved his mother. And therefore, when on the cross, when Jesus would say to his disciple John, this is also your mother. And after Christ died, Mary probably went to live with John. Interesting. Go look that up and see what you think on that. So here is Mary watching her son die. And on the resurrection, on the resurrection morning, there's a mystery here. Because there's no mention of the mother of Christ. There's no Mary in the initial appearances to the disciples. Mary Magdalene, the aunt of Jesus, Mary of Clopas, they saw Christ at the tomb, but the mother of Mary was nowhere to be found. And I wonder if the trauma or the post-traumatic stress had left her so undone that she wasn't there at the tomb. We don't know because the Bible doesn't say, but I'm sure Jesus sought out his mother. And therefore, he'd want to see her. She was, the, she was there for sure, but the Bible doesn't record that. But even so, Christ would honor her when he would say to John, take care of her, take care of her. So when it comes to this point of thinking about mothers, the question has to be said, sadly, how do you honor your mother when she was not a mother? In fact, she was a wounded woman, a dysfunctional woman. She probably left you with some wounds as well. If this was a, a wounded woman, there is something called the, uh, the, wound, the mother's wound that is also passed on to, brother, to sons and daughters. If you have been celebrating mothers and honoring the mothers, that's a blessing that you know. But there are many among us who don't have such supportive mothers. We live in a world that's changed, and therefore the Bible talks about the unsupportive mother, that there are mothers who do forget their kids. And Jesus said, God said, I will never leave you. I will inscribe you on my hands. Though a mother may forget you, I will never forget you. He will never leave you, forsake you. There's the wounded mother in Hosea chapter 1 and 2. This wounded woman who leaves her home and goes off and forgets her responsibility and her call. And she ends up having three children in Hosea. The Hosea passage, the first child is a boy named Jezreel. His name means God sows, which is about the judgment that's going to come because of the sin. The second child was another, by another man, and her name was Lo-Ruhama. Uh, Lo which means she has not, the child hasn't experienced compassion or love. And then there's a third son, uh, a second son, third child, Loami, which means not my people. And it means uh, you are not my people. And as the mother, I'm not going to be there for you. The Bible is very clear about not all women are saints. But we understand that, that there are women who do foolish things. They think that they know what's right and they try to find their life in men and relationships like the woman at the well or in John 8. But there's this idea that there's also a demanding mother, just the opposite of one who's self-sacrificing and giving. And there are things that they need to learn as well. 
But more than anything, there's this dishonored mother. Kids who've walked away. Kids who leave uh, women alone. And therefore, there's the role of the church to deal with this. The Bible is very clear. Under three things, the earth trembles. Under four, it cannot stand. A servant who becomes king, a godless fool who gets plenty to eat, a contemptible woman who gets married, an unloved woman who can never be satisfied because there's something wrong. There's a, there's a wound in the soul that only God can meet. And therefore, all of these women have kids who leave without the reflection of God. But for those who follow Christ, they have attachment to Christ. They abide in Christ. The love of God through the Holy Spirit flows through you to your kids. And that's what we pass on. So God blessed them and said, be fruitful. And that's what you have done. That's what you were doing when you mother and you care for others. So fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish and the, and the sea and the birds and, the, and every kid in your neighborhood and reflect that love. Mothers, you are very special. If you have a wound, God wants to heal your wound. For mothers who have their immediate family, know that the church also has a place for you to help those who have not been mothered. And therefore, you can extend your influence. You are the cornerstones of our families. You are the cornerstones here in the church that you have a special place. And so we honor you in that place. You are the unshakable binding force. And so I join wishing you a happy Mother's Day. May God bless you.